The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the slippery, slippery slope of being you. Today, I'm going to talk about who you are. (laughs) Probably going to talk a little bit more about who you aren't. And this is one of the main, main, main things. I talk about with my clients because to get right on this means that life gets right. Not right versus wrong. It is right for you because that's what your life is all about. And that's what your soul has wanted to do since the day you were born. And it probably did a pretty decent job of being you in your first several years of life. And then stuff started happening to you. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about who are you? What's the fallacy and the truth about who you are? We're going to sort that out. At the end of the break, well, after the break, so when the break comes back, I'm going to take you through a meditation. I'm going to take you through a meditation that is going to allow you to experience who you are. And so if you're driving or otherwise occupied listening, um, please note that in about 30 minutes, uh, get ready to uh, do a meditation or come back to this episode and uh, listen again and grab that meditation for yourself. Uh, I promise you it'll be a good one. And so who are you? This is the question that has perplexed humankind since humankind was humankind. Because who we are is a little bit mysterious because we are born into physical bodies. The confusion begins because the soul that is inhabiting that physical body doesn't really know how to live a life in the physical world. You're teaching it. You're training it. You're guiding it. You're experiencing it for you. But do you think that you are your experiences? Do you think that you are your memories? Do you think that you are your thoughts? Or your fears? Or your feelings? Most humans on this planet are living their life thinking that they are all of that. That that is who they are. Well, I'm the one who in high school, this, that, and the other thing. Well, I'm the one who this, that, and the other thing. I, I like chocolate, and I like the beach, and I like this. Most of how we define who we are is our preferences. And our preferences are the things that have felt good to us. And then we have the preferences that we don't want. So I prefer not to do that. I prefer not to see that. I prefer not to be that. 
The only way we prefer not is that we have had experiences that have taught us that things don't bring us too much pleasure or they indeed might bring us pain. Mo, I don't want to go back into the workforce. I don't want to have a job in a company. Corporate America is a bad thing. All that really means is that your experiences were negative and grabbed you by the throat and caused you some harm. That was your experience. And so what happens is that your mind creates a belief condition, a, a, a construct around that experience, and now we're committed to that being part of who we are. I just don't work well with corporate environments and all that. That's just not me. Okay, <laughs> so what are we going to do about that? If that's not you, that kind of takes 90% of the opportunities off the table. I don't know about you, but I just want to work remotely. Hmm. Okay. So the main choice of one's career is going to be the antisocial behavior of working remotely. Is that who you are? Well, of course it's not who the person is, but they have crafted a personality preference and a story around their fear. I'm going to tell you what, I work from home. I've been doing it for about five years now. It is not all that it's cracked up to be. Because you know what? I like being with people. I like feeling like I'm getting stuff done with others. I like the interaction. I loved working in an office where I could see people and go to their office and see their cool stuff on their desk and their, their family and, and have discussion with them. IRL <laughs> in real life. Like that's like a cool thing to do. And then sometimes we'd go out to lunch and enjoy that type of social interaction. And then we'd just go back to work and get stuff done. That felt really good. So in this virtual world we now live in, there's opportunities for us isolating. I had a bad boss for 10 years, 20 years, whatever our story is, and now I just want to work from home. You know, there's bad bosses when you work from home, too. There's negative experiences that you can have when you work from home because guess what doesn't stop being true? When you work from home, you get to sit with yourself. You get to be with you. You know one of the advantages of living and working in a social environment is? You get distracted from yourself. Hmm. Perhaps it's that self that has been slipping away from you. Perhaps it's that self that you haven't really created that great of a relationship with. Perhaps the self who's the experiencer, who's the one looking out at life, perhaps that hasn't quite been figured out yet. Because perhaps you've been busy creating your identity and your personhood and your selfhood about all the stuff out there. So if you ask someone, tell me about a little bit about yourself. It's all external. Our typical response is the external environment. Well, I'm a mother. I'm a, an accountant. I'm an engineer. I have four children. I live in Wisconsin. All the stuff. Now, that's a normal answer. I'm not blaming anyone for answering that way. But it's not really who we are. It's not the you. Because the you 
is the one who's inside experiencing the life. You, you soulful creature, you are the experiencing experiencer. You're the one who's feeling your heart when it kind of feels a little blocked because someone looks at you funny. You're not your heart. You're not the feeling. You're the experiencer of all of that. And you're not your mind. You're the experiencer of thoughts. And your thoughts start tripling up and quadrupling up when your heart is feeling things it doesn't know what to do with, whether that be really great feelings or really bad feelings or somewhere in the middle. Your mind takes over to interpret the feelings because perhaps you haven't learned how to feel. And if it's something you don't know how to handle, your brain gets really involved. Oh, that person looked at you the wrong way. You shouldn't, you shouldn't tolerate that. You gotta just, you, you gotta say something. You, you're, you can't be disrespected like that. Don't let that happen. You know, it happened to you like 20 years ago and that happened and that was horrible and you let that happen too and don't let that happen again. Who, how, who, who the heck are you that you're not gonna allow yourself to be respected? How dare that, da, 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 the mind goes. You're not those thoughts. You're the experiencer. You're the listener. You're the, you're, the, you're the one who's like, oh, what's going on in there? So if you think about being the one who's inside of all that, it may not be too comfortable. Because if you could ask yourself one question while you're listening right now, how is it in there? How is it inside as the experiencer? Are you having fun? Is the experience of what you're seeing and, and, and feeling and observing as the life in front of you is unfolding? Is that fun or is it painful? You might want to just sit with that. And you might want to take a little inventory. Your soul is in there somewhere wanting to feel good. That's one of the basic truths of your life is that your soul wants to feel good. And the best feeling we have is love. That's the best feeling. Not love because someone's cute. Not love because someone did a nice thing for us. Not love because we're physically attracted. Not love because we feel obligated to love that person because... We said it one time when we were feeling really excited. The love that emanates from your soul's pure energy. That's what your soul wants to feel. That's what your soul wants to experience. That's where your soul wants to vibrate at. That's your real destiny. But the challenge of living in this physical planet that we have been born into is that we have this physical body that does stuff. And we have an energetic universe that we feel and we pick up on. And we interpret things 
based on our physical body and based on all of our programming and conditioning. We're literally interpreting all of the transmissions coming through us as our life unfolds. If you take yourself out of whatever experience you're in right now, except driving, so if you're driving right now, this wouldn't work <laughs> because you're driving a car. So if we removed you from your current situation, everything would be unfolding the same way. But if we removed you from what you're doing now, if you're shopping or even if you're at your office, if we removed you, just like teleported you out and you hovered over that and you were no longer part of it. I know your ego is kind of like getting freaked out right now. But if you just hovered over whatever's going on and wherever you're at and you pulled yourself out, life would unfold without you. Life would carry on without you being there. No matter how important you are, no matter how cool you are, popular, well-liked, etc. No matter if you're a mother or a father, president of a company, or the clerk, when you zoom yourself out of that situation, life unfolds still for everyone else. Life keeps going without you. So we must recognize that the unfolding is something that we are merely experiencing. Well, no, I've created a career and I've created this life and it's, it's because of me that all this is happening and da-da-da-da. That may be true. But what I'm here to tell you is that the unfolding is not because of you. The unfolding is happening regardless. Now, you may intervene in the unfolding, but the unfolding will continue without you. It will. Things will continue to evolve and open and unfold. People will interact and do their thing. They'll pick up the slack. They'll clean off your table at the restaurant. The things will continue on. And I've experienced this a lot in my career. I thought I was really important, doing great work without me as the leader, and everyone would be like, oh, if you ever leave, Mo, I'm going with you. That doesn't happen, by the way. <laughs> if your team's telling you that, it's really nice sentiments. It's appreciation. It's recognition. That's all cool. But they're not leaving. Okay? Their life has to unfold for them as well. So who are you then? You're not the one that's making stuff happen, really. I mean, you're doing stuff. But the unfolding is not because of you. The way that this universe was put together, our creator, our God, whatever way we want to talk about that or pull that together, it's all happening independent of you. You're the experiencer of your individual unfolding. And that that's inside of you experiencing it all might be having a heck of a time. Yeah, there may be some pain involved. There may be repetitive thoughts that don't feel very good. There may be that ugh in the morning when you wake up and you stand up and your knee hurts 
and you're a little bit stiff and you're like, oh gosh, another day? Really? Oh, man. Take a note if you don't already have great mindfulness about this. Take a note as to what the first few thoughts are that are streaming through your mind when you wake up, when you hit the floor. Hopefully you don't really hit the floor, but when you put your feet on the floor. (laughs) Take a little stock of that because that's going to give you a little inkling into what the thought feeling world is like inside of there that you probably know if you pay attention just a little bit. But those thoughts are the things that come streaming in without too much intervention. They're naturally stored there and come out without us thinking they're just flowing through. And if, if there's dominant thought, feeling, energy coming through first thing in the morning, open eyes, feet on the floor, you pretty much know that's what you're sitting in all day. And those are habits of thought. You really can't control your thoughts. You can change your habits. You can choose pay attention or not. You can choose to feel. You can choose to be. When your you is slipping away, I don't know who I am. I'm lost. I don't know what's going on in my life, Mo. I've been fine. I haven't been able to get stuff back together again. I really need a job. I I just don't even know. I don't even, I, I, I did this and I've done that and I don't even know what I want to do now. Because what's running the show are your preferences and your experiences and your memories and your fears and the thought process that's here one day, one second, and there, next second, and there, and there, and there, and there, and there, and there, and there. The brain, mind, the personal mind that each person has attached to their neck that has thoughts running through it. If that's the show, you are in trouble. You're in trouble. You are. Because you're, you're so busy thinking about your life that you're not experiencing the true resonance of your soul. Because your mind has taken over. Your mind has hijacked you. I work with a lot of women who are really smart, PhDs, computer stuff, attorneys, really, really successful executives, uh, people with MBAs, nurses, teachers, all kinds of women who have educations and experience, and expertise. And they're really good at thinking through problems and analyzing things and, and, and being able to figure all that stuff out. But here's the thing, when that's directing the show of your life, your soul is shut down and your heart has been blocked and repressed. And that's the first thing that I do to help my ladies to fix that, to make that right. Because without your soul shining brightly without you back in love with yourself without the soul you can't really figure anything out because the true you is the soul it's slippery and effusive and it's it's distracted by your thoughts and feelings all the time but when we can reclaim the soul then we know who you are ah this is who you are Don't be seduced by being the one of the experiences and the memories and the fears and the thoughts. That's not who you are. 
that's what's going on inside of this entire being of you. But it's not who you are. You are your soul. You are the one who is observing. See if you can find her, find him. See if you can actually tune in, tune inside. See if you can find that one. And maybe slow things down just a little bit so you can actually be the witnesser, the observer of the thoughts and the feelings. Perhaps you can practice by observing the air on your skin, the sounds in the room. Careful now, the mind wants to judge it. Careful now. Just observe, just witness, just feel. Your soul is in there experiencing all of it. But because you have this physical body, the physical body tends to be a louder, a louder thing. <laughs> the thing of your physical body tends to take over because it's more acutely sensing. It's the whole point of the physical body. It is the sensing machine. So take a minute to be aware of what's going on in your life inside the thoughts, the feelings. And give yourself permission to know that those are not who you are. The memories and experiences are encoded in your subconsciousness, in your energy body. And oftentimes, they've been turned into these solid blocks. And the heart wants to feel things. And these blocks that are kind of hanging out because you've been people have said things to you. You've interpreted this. And when you make a story about it, you kind of lock it in. You lock that block in. And each one is a stone or a rock or a boulder, so to speak. That's clogging the flow of your true energy essence, your soul. Your soul wants to flow. Your soul has flow. And when it feels something, when your heart feels something, and it feels something every single second, but we're so busy with the mind and we're so busy denying what it's feeling that we've repressed all of that and we've gotten all these blocks, all these boulders inside of us from this repressed feeling state. All of that is shutting the soul down. The heart really wants to be open. It wants to feel good stuff, painful stuff. It wants to feel. Matter of fact, when it does feel, you have indicators as to what direction to go, your heart is like your internal GPS for your soul. And that feeling, that inside, when your heart can listen to your inner being and help you navigate things, which way is the wind blowing today, says the soul. And the heart has an answer every second, every second, every second. 
when you're tuned in to your inner being, the soul, when you're tuned in there, when you allow yourself to feel, and you do not let that monkey mind, gremlin mind take over, you can actually experience the beauty of a full life. You can become whole again. And then guess what? Your life is so much better. Your decisions are so much more spot on. When you let the brain and the mind, one and the same really as I, as I talk about, when you let them control things and sort things out, it's busy shutting the feelings down. It's busy denying the soul. The mind is really good for doing well in school, figuring out puzzles, doing the crossword, playing the piano. Actually, after a while, the, the mind isn't even necessary for playing the piano. Once you learn the basics and know how to do the piano, you actually don't need the mind at that level. You're really in a flow. Any talent that you've practiced enough, you don't need the active mind for. As a matter of fact, for most of the people I work with who are in their career, for greater than a decade, 10, 15 years is about good enough for this. You don't actually necessarily need your brain most of the time at work because you have such deep knowing and knowledge that you're not really processing the brain. So the brain thought patterns and the thoughts that are going on are really quite distracting when you're in your flow and doing your thing. It's coming from a deeper place. And that's the place where I want you to get a hold of. And that's the place where after the break, I'm going to help you get in touch with. You know, a little meditation, a little, a little um, opening of your soul. And it'll be a really nice thing for you to practice doing. And I want to help you get out of this slippery sense of self that is based on the external world. It is slippery and it changes every second and it's not reliable. When you rely on the outside world and your experiences, memories, fears, that to be the defining of who you are, you're in deep trouble. Back in a minute with a beautiful meditation for you and more. listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Wisdom Moment with Iyanla Van Zandt, taken from a Celebrate Your Life event in Phoenix, Arizona. The universe is not going to wait for you. And if you keep talking yourself out of what you're told to do, 
because of your negative self-talk or the crazy you inherited, somebody else is going to pick up on the idea. How many times have you been told to do something and you start figuring out the how? But the philosopher Nietzsche told us if you've got a strong enough what, the how will be provided. The way you do the things that the universe is calling you to do is don't ask how. When you get the instruction, just start moving. Everything else will show up for you. To find a Celebrate Your Life event near you, visit CelebrateYourLife.com. Ready to roll the dice? Check out the new Intention Dice from Unity. Five dice, different colors, each with words that can prompt you to set an intention for the day, create an affirmation, or journal your thoughts. Roll the green die for abundance and see what comes up. Enriched, worthy, generous. Blue for health. Energetic, whole, radiant. Five dice, limitless possibilities for your life. Find them at unity.org dice. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing, another is about finding peace in troubled times, and the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children, so families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to unity.org, then click on Shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. Take a trip with Rev. Paul John Roach every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central and tune in to World Spirituality. A lifelong student and practitioner of many world spiritual teachings, Paul guides you to the unity and common values shared by all world religions. We really are all connected. Take a journey with Paul and explore our planet's spiritual landscape with insight, humor, and practical advice for all. Join the show with your question or comment right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And that is the intention of all of it to actually love your soul <laughs> so you can bring your soul to work. We do that first, and then we can have a dream job. Because then when your soul is the part of how you live, you have a dream life. And then decisions that you make and other people, places, and things that you attract in and unfold with tend to be at a higher vibrational level matching who that soulful you is. When you're stuck in the rut of the mind and of having repressed your heart for so many decades, you're literally not vibrating in the love zone at all. Even if you might love your kids and love your parents and and your friends, you're not living in the soul's vibration. So I want to help you reclaim the soul's vibration and to reclaim the best parts of who you are and what you are here to be and do and experience and have in this world. So if you would like to enter the conversation, 
Feel free to call at 816-251-3555. But before that, we're going to go into a meditation, as promised. So if you're driving right now, please don't do this. Uh, come back to the recording. If you are able to sit quietly with your feet on the floor and be still for 10 minutes, give yourself that gift. If you're able to do that, please do it now with me. So just take a second to just ground your feet on the floor. Focus on your breath. You don't need to take any deep extended breaths or anything. Just focus on it. Just come into awareness of the breath. Feet on the floor. Feel the floor and pay attention to the breath, the in and the out of the breath. And now imagine the breath expanding. Each breath you take, just imagine it kind of expanding. Allow yourself to sit quietly. Allow yourself to be present right now. Now take your attention to the seat in which you're sitting and feel grounded. Nice, easy breath. Feel grounded in your seat. Now take your attention to the hips and just let them relax in the seat. Let them relax. You don't need to hold them. They can sit by themselves. Take your attention up your lower back and let it relax. How about possibly your abdomen where you're breathing? Let it relax. Now take your attention up your back. And focus on your spine being very relaxed and easy. It supports without even you thinking about it. Be in gratitude of your spine and your back right now. And as you bring your awareness up over to your shoulders, let everything just flow off the shoulders and relax from there. Imagine a beautiful white light flowing over your shoulders like a wind. And let the breath be easy. Now come into the jaw and the chin and just relax. Relax your tongue, your cheeks. Relax your nose and the bridge of your nose. Make sure your eyes are gently closed and relax your eyes. Relax the muscles behind your eyes. Relax the temples and the forehead. Relax the eyebrows. And then take the relaxing feeling of the top of the head 
the back of the head. And now relax your ears. And let yourself feel free and happy right here. You've given yourself this gift of time. Now from the top of your head, imagine a beautiful, beautiful white light. Let that white light sit on the top of your head like a beautiful cloud. And just feel the beauty of the cloud and the floatingness of the cloud. And as you imagine the cloud floating above you, relax even deeper. And know that any sensation that you're having right now flow through you, just like the clouds in the sky flow by easily, effortlessly, they just flow by. Now take your attention to the inside of your forehead. Like look up with your eyes on the inside of your forehead. Like the inside of your forehead is a movie screen. Imagine the inside of your forehead a movie of something you really would love to do. Be at the lake right now Go visit Paris, be at the top of a mountain, be at the beach, be at a baseball game with your grandson, be hiking, whatever begins to play on that movie screen inside your forehead, pull your attention toward it right now. And just pick something that you really want to do. Don't judge it. Don't say, oh, that shouldn't be what I want to do. Let go of all judging and just watch a scene of something you really want to do. And whatever that scene is right now, I want you to observe it from your eyes in the scene. So you're watching all around you. You're not seeing you. You're just watching out from your eyes. So if you're walking somewhere or sitting somewhere, look out around you. What's out there? What's out there in this scene that you really want to be in, that you really want to do? Imagine it in vivid color. Look a little bit more intensely now. See some details. Look to the right. Look to the left. You see those people? See those things? Put them in vivid, vivid color. Look up. What's over there? To the right, what's there? Look down. What shoes are you wearing in this scene? 
down right. Look down to the left. Do you have that whole scene vividly, vividly? And don't be afraid if it seems colorful but vague. It's okay. Just be there and be looking out from your eyes. Now, I want the eyes that are observing that scene that you want to be in. I want the you who's observing to now float above the entire scene. And I want you to watch you from up top and look at the scene from that point of view. You're floating above it and you see you now in the scene. You're watching you and the people you're with and what you're doing and experiencing and what's unfolding in front of you. And again, don't worry if it's not too clear. You're now floating above the scene, looking down on you experience and perhaps the others who are in that scene with you. Take a minute to be that observer floating above. Float above. Take a look. Look everywhere. Enjoy the scene. It's so good. It's so exciting. It's exactly what you've wanted to do. Keep floating above and watching you in the scene. Now I want you to pull a dimension out of you, the floating observer. Pull another dimension out of that. And now I want you to float above the observer and above you. So now you're floating above the floating observer and you're looking down on the observer who's looking down on you. This is a beautiful experience to be floating above all the float. Enjoy that observerness. Feels like love, doesn't it? Just observing. It feels peaceful and happy. Allow yourself to feel that good feeling, that sweet feeling. And then just for another minute, take your focus back to the breath. <coughs> Bring your focus back to the breath. And now back to the seat. And now back to your feet. Then wiggle your toes and your hands and allow yourself to flicker open your eyes. And if you happen to have a journal handy, feel free to journal anything or just memorize the feeling inside your body. Let your physical body take a picture of that, a snapshot of how that felt. 
practice and being the observer. It's a little practice. Okay, so we're going to switch gears and we're going to say hello to a caller. Hello, Marissa. How are you? That was a really, really, oh, can you Hi. hear me? Yes. Perfect. That was a really, really awesome session. Thank you. Glad you were able to do it with me. Mm-hmm. I was quite nervous at first, and by the time we got to the end, I don't even know where I was, and I just woke up. <laughs> so <this was laughs> That's a great feeling. Perfect. Very, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Very, very good, <laughs> because it allowed me to center myself before I get a chance to talk to you. Yes. So what can I do to help you today? Yes. Um, I, um, I saw an interview from you or um, um, a video um, earlier this week, and it inspired me to call you today. Okay, great. I happen to have worked, thank you for the opportunity, I, I worked as an enrollment coach for a coaching business for about a year and a half, and that okay. came to, the end, to an end. And now I'm ready to find another opportunity. I do want to mention that this was a work opportunity that I fell into without knowing, and it was literally the dream job for me, matching my personality, my desires for, you know, expansion and my skills. And it was just a really amazing, magical combination of everything I could ever want and put in a job description. Mm-hmm. And because it was a job that I grew to grew into in a setting, like I mentioned, that was unexpe- you know, unplanned, unexpected. Mm-hmm. I don't now. I'm at a point where I need to find the next best, you know, business that I can do this work with and more. How would you recommend I went about, you know, creating that resume, finding that right coach or business, and how could I best present myself? Well, I mean, yeah, that's a, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, it's a loaded question. I usually spend uh, 12 weeks helping people with this. So we'll try to sort through a few things, um, mm-hmm. here on, the, on the, on the show, but you know, um, you, you might want to take stock of, um, perhaps what went maybe the, the way that you didn't want it to go just to take stock of it and see, um, what you may have to pay attention to, to, uh, develop or grow or or just be a certain way that that maybe didn't resonate um, it sounds like you didn't want to leave that role so I'm just kind of framing it in that way it's true unfortunately okay. the company fell apart mm-hmm. okay okay so, so you might okay so that. yeah don't know if you were responsible for that probably not but but perhaps mm-hmm. there's some lessons there that you can glean from that experience that you might want to take stock of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then truthfully, the, the main thing to do is to really get a hold of who you are at the soul level. What is Marissa really all about? What does she enjoy doing, etc.? And then you have to get really clear about how awesome you are. <laughs> this sometimes is the hardest piece. <laughs> yes. I, I resonate uh, with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, we can put stuff on a piece of paper called a resume. We can say we've done this and done that. Um, we want to be more, as specific as possible so that other people who are reading that can understand what we bring to the table. 
Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes articulating specifics is really difficult for people because our, yeah. um, our heart is blocked, our soul is blocked, and when we are specific about how awesome we are, we can't come from a blocked place because then it's going to be vague, it's going to be wishy-washy, we're going to be, just our mind is, is going to fight against it. So we have to open up, open up, open up, open up. So once we get clear on paper and can articulate that to others, then we have to get really clear about verbalizing it and standing in our truth about it. And then we have to create an identity around who that version of you is so that when you show up for interviews and when you show up to totally rock who you are, it's consistent and congruent with how you feel about yourself. Yes. If you're not congruent, people aren't going to hire you or the people who hire you are going to be not congruent also. This is where, this is where problems happen in one's career. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're awesome on the inside, but you don't really feel it so much and you try to pretend you feel some way different or if you've got a habit of not feeling awesome, even though inside you know you kind of are, but you just don't feel comfortable being that or someone told you not to be awesome and you've got all this incongruency going on, if that's where you're hanging out, you're not going to attract high-vibing, high-resonating uh, people, places, and things into your life and more specifically the job. So you have to get congruent yeah. All those pieces need to come into the wholeness of who you are. I mean, if you'd like to book a, a clarity call with, with my team, you can certainly do that. I will. Um, that, that's yeah. where we sort that stuff out. Um, you can do that at mofall.com slash give me clarity. So just pop that in your web browser, mofall.com slash give me clarity. And we can sort that out with you. Um, I love helping people pull these soulful pieces together and then having practical strategies and tactics that help them get an outcome in the real world. Um, I read books for 20 some years. I went to conferences. I always felt really great at the conference, really great reading the book, yeah. feeling freaking awesome. Yeah, that's me. This is the way mm-hmm. the world should be, et cetera, et cetera. But then when it came to like having a job, I'd be like pissed off at Wayne Dyer for writing that book that was so exciting and happy and full of alignment because how does he know how to do this thing called a job? Exactly. How dare you Wayne Dyer make it sound like it's so freaking easy. Um, It's, it's, it's sort of easy. It's just not, wait, it's sort of simple. It's just not always easy to do. So, Mm -hmm. so what we do is we, we help you pull those soulful pieces together in a way that's articulatable out in the world and then allow you to have the language and the confidence and the practice of talking about it so that there's congruency when you show up for your next job. And with that, based on the universal laws, it's guaranteed that you will find something nice and great and wonderful. If you're incongruent and you're feeling lousy about yourself, but you got a great resume, Mm. you're going to find an attractor pattern of feeling lousy about yourself and people are going to mistreat you and, and, and they're going to be reflecting the ways that you feel about yourself. And that's universal. 
So once we feel more awesome about ourselves, once we can say that and be that and have that identity and be congruent with it, then we're going to attract that beautiful stuff that matches that. It is a, it is a journey. It's a process. I'm not going to act like you can just snap your fingers and do it. It, it is inner work. It's responsibility for the self. But you can find it because it's in there. Everyone has a soul that wants to be found and wants to be exposed and wants to shine and wants to be able to say, here I am. I'm ready to do work for your great company. I'm awesome. This is what I'm going to deliver to you because this is what I've done before. And it feels great to say that and know it and be that. Yeah, big time. So that's what I do in 12 weeks in my workshop. (laughs) To give you the snapshot version. Um, But we'd be Mm -hmm. happy to sort it out on a clarity call. Uh, I'm delighted that you enjoyed the meditation. Uh, It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, And uh, when we feel that beautiful feeling, we now have a memory and some evidence that we are awesome and that we can feel awesome. Because that is who we are at the soul level. And The more minutes we can spend in that state, more in our waking life as well, obviously. We don't just like meditate for three hours, feel that feeling, and then like land a job. Um, But but we have to practice being in that state, and that's the congruent state of your soul. And then we keep putting the pieces together to help you get a job, to help you do this, to help you do that in the real world. All of that can be in that whole you. And then we can take all of the beautiful stuff that people have written and pull it together and have a great outcome. So uh, thank you for calling. Thank you for having the courage to to say hello and to call. And uh, we look forward to finding you on a clarity call with our team. And we'll look out for you and uh, take good care of you. Thanks again for calling. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. Sure. So one of the things that, uh, that Marissa was just describing for us is this feeling of, I don't know who I am now that my external world has gotten disrupted. And that's a very common, normal thing to, to feel and to experience and to be all about. But here's the thing, it's solvable. But the reason why we feel that way is because the identity of self is slippery when it's about the external world. If I'm not doing this great job, if that company fell apart, now who am I? Now how do I be the experiencer? So that is an absolute real problem. That's an absolute real problem. It's why I do the work I do. I lost my job six times in my career. And each time I learned a little bit more of a gritty element of myself. But it was really when I had breast cancer 11 years ago almost, that I pulled these real deep elements of myself and I found my soul self. And it was not just thinking about wanting to be a soul. It was not just thinking about being a spiritual being. It wasn't just thinking about what I wanted to do. It was literally getting in touch with that deeper soul self. So that meditation hopefully will bring you into alignment with your vibrational being, which is your inner being, your soul. And then you know that that's who you are. And that's where you want to feel. That's what it's all about. So when we say, bring your soul to work, the emphasis is on the fact that your soul has to come first. 
because without that, you're going to be attracting things that are not truly the true you, but they are the, the you you've put together because your experiences and memories and fears and anxieties and all the worries that you've packaged up to say, this is who I am, is not truly who you are really. It's kind of a lie that's been constructed because you've been making these things up to find your way. And it's, 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 it's not the right way. Honestly, it's just not the right way. Your soul wants to be expressed and it's the essence and the beauty of who you are. And when that is congruent with all the other stuff, life is sweet. We'll talk to you again next time. This is Coach Mo Fall. Find me at mofall.com or anywhere on social media. And don't forget to bring your soul to work. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.